to the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast, bringing you open and honest conversations about resources in Tuscarawas County. Now here's your host, Jody Salvo. Hi, this is Jody Salvo. Welcome to another Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast. Last couple of weeks, we've been talking about suicide awareness, some of the efforts here in Tuscarawas County. And today we want to talk a little bit, well, actually I'll tell you our guest, Jen Dotto, we have Christy Wilkin and Natalie um, Bolin with Adams Board. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Suicide Survivors Group here in Tuscarawas County, just what it is, how it got started, some of the efforts here in the county, just so you have a better understanding of the resources that we have. So I'm going to start with, how about with Christy? Um. The Suicide Survivors Group was started several years ago because we did have someone in Tuscarawas County that was actually driving to Canton um, to a support group, and she went to the Adams Board and just kind of suggested maybe the possibility of having one for local people because she wasn't the only survivor. So that's when the survivor group got started, and it went through a couple facilitators Then I had my suicide loss in 2011, and um, my husband died on a Monday. He was buried on a Thursday, and I knew my cousin was a grief counselor. So that Friday night, I reached out to him and said, I need help. And here it came to find out he was the facilitator of the suicide support group. Oh, my goodness. So we kept in constant touch that weekend, and then it just so happened the group meets monthly the meeting was that Tuesday night and I just felt like I couldn't make it until I got to that group I now when you were saying you couldn't make it were you thinking about suicide yourself well it is a a known fact that when a suicide occurs with a husband and wife uh, a lot of times the wife can possibly die by suicide too if she doesn't get help I just knew I needed help right away. I mean, I just couldn't even hardly function. I was so excited. I don't want to say excited, but pleased to learn that I was going to be with somebody I knew right right off the bat. I didn't have to, you know, walk in and not know anybody. And I remember um, pulling up in the parking lot and I was met by a lady there that was sad because I was there. She was sad to see somebody else had had a loss. Okay. And so she kind of adopted me right off the bat and I joined the group and I would say I was probably in shock for a very long time afterwards. And from the help of the group, I learned coping skills. I learned how to deal with certain things, how to change up our holiday that year. Um, My first granddaughter was born in December. I was married on Christmas Eve. Mm. My daughter was married on Christmas Day at our house. So I knew the holidays were going to be really rough. And just what works for me may not work for you, but having a group of people there to share their experiences, um, it was a lot of different things that helped me. But I can honestly say if it wasn't for the survivor group, I don't think I would be here today. Wow. Thank you for sharing all that. Um, I, you know, I'm sorry for your loss, um, but I appreciate you being able to speak about how valuable this has been for you. Um, Jen, how about yourself? What kind of experience have you had with the group? Um, 
I guess I joined back in 2017. I had three people, um, one being my brother that passed by suicide. And I guess I had, as Christy informed me, a lot of rage <laughs> because I didn't know that there was any kind of support groups or any kind of help. Um, and a lot of it that we do is a lot of, um, I would say, we do our walk and a lot of fundraising to help raise an awareness for suicide prevention. Um, I got the call from the sheriff's when my brother completed suicide, and I met met them at my father's house so they could tell my dad. And just that look in my dad's eye, I never want to see again with anybody. It was just devastating. Okay. Um, so, and I think for most people, that's hard to understand. Um, so everybody in the group can kind of relate as to what you feel and you go through when it's a suicide. Um and I like the strides that we've made in prevention okay. and moving forward. Okay. Um, again, I'm sorry for your loss. you. losses as well. Um, would you mind sharing a little bit about the survivors group? How many people come? Where do you meet? What's the dynamics of that group? Um, we meet at the Adams Board office okay. um, at 119 Garland on the third Tuesday night of the month at 630 now, of course, due to COVID, we haven't been able to meet regularly, but okay. we are back to meeting regularly now. Um, there's usually around 10 to 12 people. Um, we know there's a lot lot more people sure. out there that need us, and we know that it's hard for some people to come and talk about it. But you don't have to talk until you feel comfortable, or you don't have to talk at all. We're um, pretty flexible. Um most of us are at different stages of our loss. So there's going to be somebody that you connect with probably. Okay. I know a lot of times I see somebody that's lost a spouse automatically when I, because we try to tell our, just a little bit of our story when we have somebody new okay. that does help them connect. And if it's somebody that's lost a spouse, you can tell they're immediately drawn to me. If it's somebody that's lost a child or a sibling, then they're going to be Makes drawn sense. to that sure. person. So it's not just me. It's a team effort. I mean, I don't, I just basically start out with a topic or a question and the conversation just starts from there. Um, we're very close knit. Our okay. group has been together for a long time, you know, and added new people. We have a private Facebook page. Okay. So if you're struggling on a night, maybe when we're not having group, you can reach out on that page and okay. immediately somebody's going to be there to help you. It's only survivors and a few of our mental health professionals that are on that page. Okay. Um, and everything in our group is totally confidential. Um, we do a lot of therapeutic things. We do a painting party once a year. Oh, neat. We've had a massage therapist come in. Um, and then to the teamwork of working on the walk together is just incredible. Very good. Um, do persons come in and out of that group? Yes. Um, sometimes too, people come too soon and maybe it's too much for them now. Okay. And that's where everybody's different for me. If I wouldn't have went right away, I, I wouldn't have made it, but for other people, they may come, not come back for a couple months and then come back again. Okay. But it's and pretty much open door. I, mean, I heard Jen say like she was angry when she first came yes. in. So I'm sure it was, you're and dealing. I was probably a month out okay. from the first two. 
because everybody's grief cycle looks very different how that yes. kind of translates. Yeah. So um, now, and you mentioned there were topics, like what, what kind of topics would y'all discuss? Um, a lot of the things that like how to change up the holidays, how you may cope against how I cope. And two, I try to start the meeting out in a positive manner. Okay. I, my question to everybody is tell me something positive that's happened to you since I saw you last. Okay. And that seems to be a really, I mean, right away people smile, like, you know, I had a new grandchild or, you know, um, I got a raise or I got a promotion. I mean, it's just a really great. And then from then the conversation just goes. Okay. And I do try to make sure that everybody that wants to talk or needs to talk gets that chance. Okay. Very good. That sounds like a really neat, neat support group. Um, And I'm looking at Natalie, the director of the Adams board. We know... Um, mental health crises have really been even more complicated this past year. So um, I would say we've we've definitely experienced loss here in our community due to suicide. Um, so what would we say if anyone has lost a loved one or a friend or someone close to them? This is something that uh, they should they can consider. Yes, um, anybody that's lost um, a family member, a friend, or a coworker, um, you know, we're here for those people. We want to help you on the path of of being able to cope with that death in a in a healthier way. Okay, and I know you just from a couple podcasts here, Chrissy. I know your heart is really um, that you care about other people, and and you don't want anyone to. Mm-hmm. have to go through what you've gone through right. um, or you want them to get resources mm-hmm. um, to get stronger and healthier. So what would you say to someone that maybe has lost someone, but they're like, yeah, no, the, I, this whole s- support group. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Or I couldn't go if I don't know anyone, what would you? Well, I would just say, you know, I'm there, you know, I know what you're feeling, maybe not in the same way that sure. you're feeling it because grief is different for everybody. But I would tell them what a great group we are. You know, we usually leave with a hug. Well, yeah. before COVID, <laughs> we would leave with a hug. We always tell each other we love each other every time we see each other. Now, maybe that's a little bit too much for some people, but we can usually sense that. I sure. mean, we're pretty good at knowing, you know, okay, we can do this with this person and this person, it may take a little longer, but I would just reassure them that that's why we're here and how much it's helped me and the group members. So someone could Facebook message you or give you a call or, Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. Some of them we've gave our phone numbers too. Okay. So if they want to talk one-on-one and not Mm -hmm. come to the group, they're more than welcome to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had a situation here not too long ago when we weren't meeting where somebody really needed our help and reached out to us. And I met with that person like right away. And I realized he needed more support than even I could give. And all I did was make a few phone calls. And we've met with this person several, several times. And um, he recently told us that he didn't know where he would be if we hadn't reached out to him right away. It was a loss over the holidays, which made it even worse. And that's just how we are. Now, is there a counselor at the meetings? No. Okay. No. 
it's totally, um, you know, just because I've been through it. I went to a lot of trainings to become a facilitator. When I started feeling better, and I see this in most of the survivors, the first thing you want to do is help people. When you get to that point where you feel that you can, and when I got to that point, I went and took several classes, and I actually co-facilitated with Todd Little for a while before I was ready to take the group on myself. And I think I've been the sole facilitator for probably over six years now. Okay. Now, I heard you at one point say if someone had a maybe a little more um, complication that then the support group could handle. You have access to treatment right. services and referral. And and that has happened before. And I have gotten a hold of Natalie right away with my concerns. And okay. we've worked together on that because okay. that has happened. We've had a couple situations where I felt that they needed more help than we could provide at the group. Okay, fair enough. Anything else you'd want to share about the group itself? I don't think so. I think that's pretty much it. I want to turn over to Natalie. Um, What other work is being done in the county around suicide, suicide prevention? Well, and I, I think, excuse me, before I dive into that, I want to say, what we're talking about here really is peer-led support. And the state, the country has made a lot of moves over the last couple of years to strengthen our peer support system. Someone with lived experience who mm-hmm. can relate to what the other individuals are going through. And I think that's what's so beautiful about the work that um, Jen and Christy do is there is nobody that's going to relate to what a survivor is going through, like someone who's been there. And when you marry um, someone who is able to do counseling or treatment with the support of the support group and peers who've been there, um, you just, you see leaps and bounds. It it really is. Either one alone is great, but you put them together. And I just think that that speaks to um, the potential, the healing potential and the the kind of coming back together as, as a whole potential, but they, they just, they do a fantastic job. Um, and because they do such a fantastic job, they really led the county's suicide prevention efforts by themselves for years. And what they were able to do and get done, especially with this annual walk and the yeah. money that they were able to raise and then um, disperse out to our schools and different programs has been phenomenal. That's And we are finally trying to give them some help. And so we're really working right now to resurge our suicide prevention coalition. Okay. Um, We don't want our our survivors to have to do the work that they've been doing alone. We want to give them financial support. We want to give them programming and planning support. And so uh, we've started to pull together a team and do a strategic plan and really kind of inventory who can we help, where can we help, and what will be the most impactful. Neat. So where are we at in that process? Here's where we are. Okay. Um, You know, ideally we would have um, a room busting, bursting with people that we could divide and conquer the entire Tuscarawas and Carroll County region. Um, Where we are is we want to start as with our youth being as impactful as possible with our children. Okay. Um, one of the local superintendents let me know that uh, it was just passed in a curriculum that in the 22-23 school year, health classes will be required to have a lesson on suicide and suicide prevention. And while that's tremendous, 
one lesson, one lesson isn't necessarily um, isn't necessarily what we would hope for, but it's better than zero lessons. And so I think we're really going to use that as an opportunity to work with our schools and our guidance counselors and our survivors group um, to look at what can we do that's going to be supportive, the least intrusive to help develop mental health and suicide prevention. And then I, he- I heard you mention stigma reduction before. And that is really, at the end of the day, what it comes down to sure. because we our group has done a tremendous t- job of talking about the warning signs and what to be aware of and what to do if you are aware of that. But until we can get people comfortable saying the words and owning when they're feeling pretty lousy, it's for not. Right. So we can, I just, I feel like you're doing, Jody such a tremendous job with these podcasts. And every time you have someone come in with such a strong mental health focus, that chips away a little bit more yeah. at our communities, um, stigma related to mental health. Well, thank you, Natalie. And uh, it's a privilege to share out the work that's being done. It really is. Um, and on such an important topic. Um, how can our community members really get involved? Um, because my goodness, we we don't want our young people, hurt. we don't want anyone hurting, um, but we do need to figure out, you know, as a community, what can we do to be part of this solution? Well, I'll start with my feedback and then I, I would okay. love to hear Christie's and Jen's. Um, we have, like I said, we're not bursting. Our room is not bursting with members of the coalition. Sure. So if there is any investment in being a part of that meeting, we would love to have a- additional support. Um, you're welcome to email me at the Adams board, Natalie at A-D-A-M-H-T-C.org. Okay. Just let me know you're interested and we'll do some connections and see if we can get you involved. Um, So that's a coalition that meets monthly. If you have a child in school or if you're connected to a school, uh, we certainly would love the support in the school system. We have grown leaps and bounds with our connection between mental health and behavioral health in our Tusk and Carroll County schools. Um, The way that our superintendents are really wrapping their arms around curriculum outside of just the academic curriculum is different than I've seen in my 20 years in this system. So I'm incredibly excited to see where we can go with our kids. And at minimum, we have a very active group that does a walk once a year. Um, And and I'm sure Christy can talk about how how they could be supported. You know what? I'm going to stop it, jump in real quick, only because coalition work is really kind of a passion of mine. Um, If you've not been involved with a coalition, it's really a neat experience. And and I just have to say, the beauty of a coalition is we're bringing people together. All people, community leaders, community members, volunteers, lived experience, our youth. And the beauty of that is we come from different viewpoints, different perspectives, different ways of thinking. So in a coalition, the best structure has all sectors of our community represented. And I'm saying this because I can get, we have a small group of people coming because it's not like that sexy topic. Let's be part of the suicide coalition because it's a heavy topic, very worthy of being addressed. And then some people might be like, well, what can I do or what can I offer? And what I kind of just want to challenge people, wherever you 
come from. If you're looking for a place to serve, I would say this is one to consider because someone can come from the business world and maybe not even be touched by suicide, but they could be a parent or a coach or they know people. But a business perspective coming at a solution looks very different than an agency perspective coming at a solution or a pastor or a faith-based or a civic organization, someone that's a Rotarian or something. Because what happens is we come together and we just think of the world differently. So we problem solve differently. We create differently. I got to speak with Jen a little bit before this one, and I could just tell she's connected to a lot of people, people that own restaurants, that have businesses. So what could you bring? If you're one of those connector people, you might be the person that can raise funds because you just are well-connected or you might be that problem solver person that can really kind of think of how do we do this? Or I'm looking at Natalie because I know you from working in the community. She's a thinker, you know, like I just want to go right to wherever I think that goal is. And she's like, okay, let's think this through a little bit. And the beauty of that coalition is we have all these different people that come together around a problem. And you know what? I almost feel at this point any problem is worthy of coming together in our community because they all make us better. But my goodness, I mean, suicide prevention, I, we know our young people are hurting. We know our vets are hurting. You know, we, we know that this has been a rough year. So if you have time and you're not involved and you're looking for a place, you probably don't need to know anything about suicide. And I have a feeling we could become educated really quickly here because <laughs> there's been a lot of intent of becoming educated and trained. So that's my plug for volunteering. And it's also my plug for coalition work. So just throwing that out there. And with that, I'm going to go to Christy. <laughs> And I think that's why I was hoping, you know, to see the coalition again, because we are volunteers for the most part for the walk and activities. <laughs> and we need those people that are out in the community that, you know, maybe can help us with new ideas. I mean, I think there's so much more that we can do. We just need to get more people involved. Well, and absolutely, I'm hearing you speak. You have a plate full of doing the real work. You right. know what I mean? I, I can only imagine the energy, the emotional energy, the investment of of being willing to meet and talk and show up when someone needs you mm -hmm. to. So I think the least the rest of us can do is like, how do we support you right. in doing this meaningful work? Because Natalie just said, this peer-to-peer -peer stuff, oh my goodness. Like who are you going to go to if you, you're struggling as someone that's been there before, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so we're pretty excited to see the coalition, you know, happen again and just see all the great ideas and things that we can come up with. Neat. It's been great so far. Neat. It's exciting. How about you, Jen? I mean, it's exciting that it's coming together. I love having everybody's ideas put into play and working together. Because like you said, everybody has a different perspective. Yeah. Everybody has a fresh perspective. And until you can put them all into motion, you're never going to see the outcome. Yeah. So um, like they say, it takes a community to raise a child. And this is one example. The more people yeah. the, that get involved, the more children that we can help with. Well, I even think, as, as you were just saying, that even just being part of the coalition helps break the stigma 
for people getting the help they need, you know? Mm -hmm. So the survivors group is after the fact of the suicide, but I think even just coalescing around suicide itself, first of all, helps us talk about this, use those words, understand how, what we're looking for and how we can be of help in these situations. But it also helps us just support everything. So if someone has suffered a loss, that it's not so difficult to go to the support group meeting or reach out for help. What else? Anything else we want to share today? I don't think so. So you did mention the, uh, the suicide walk. When's that? Um, it is Saturday, October the 2nd at Tuscora Park, and registration starts at 1. Okay. So you can go to be involved, to support it, financially, everything? Mm -hmm. okay. And that'll all be on our Walk Into the Light Facebook page. Okay. Make sure you check out the Walk in the Light Facebook page. Um, if you're looking to serve, we've got the Suicide Coalition. Where can we go also to find out about that? Walk in the Light? Uh, no, you can go to the Adams, Adams Board for yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Okay. I guess with that, I just want to say thank you for the work you're doing. Um, it's invaluable, and, and it sounds like you do an amazing job. So thank you for sharing your story. And Natalie just kind of steering the ship here for our county. Um, so Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast. Please follow us on Facebook and visit our website at adctusk.org.